Nights. Welcome back to Kyra Nights. It's the Boss Gags Dirty Lowdown. Indeed it nice is. done. I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. You know, the term woke, we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, Governor, DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida, this is uh, Florida where woke goes to die campaign. His uh, unwoke agenda to try to take away the woke liberal American point of view that's being forced down your throat, yada, yada, yada. Um, I- I've said this before. I want to retake the word woke. I think being woke is a good thing. I think it can be taken to, too far to extremes, to excess, of course, as all things can. I'm, I'm a, a big fan of conservatism. I really am. A big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of conserving our natural resources. I'm a big fan of a, of a two-parent household. That doesn't mean that if you don't have a two-parent household, you're, you're anti-American. You're and attacking. it also doesn't mean that two-parent households that don't meet your definition of the traditional two-parent household are bad for children. I couldn't have put it better. You know, it, it, it's that whole, my way is the only way that works. And I know sometimes I get that way and I apologize. Like I said uh, numerous times on this show and every other show, they'll let me sit in on, on this radio station. If I can learn something from my co-host, from the audience, it's been a good day for me. I really do hope to leave the show smarter than when I walked in every single day of my life. So when the story broke today on, on Fox News that Lego has gone woke. Lego goes woke is the, is the headline. Big banner. Because Lego is, is including figures. Now, Lego, you know, you know what Lego figures are, right? I mean, Matt, you're a huge Lego fan. Oh, of course. A lot of people have a peripheral or historic image of Lego, just the blocks. And you can make anything out of the blocks. That's the beauty of Lego. It's, it's imagination unleashed. But Lego has become specialized in so much that they have sets where you can build specific things, of course. And those are very, very sought after and highly valuable and collectibles to a lot of people. I know Matt has Legos that are very valuable, part of his hobbies and collections that he invests his time and his resources into. Lego has action figures. And they used to be just the little guys, you know, that were interchangeable. You could change their hair or their, you know, snap them together, make, you know, unique, different little people. But that's become a whole genre unto itself, the Lego, the little folks of Lego. So yeah, it, and some of those, like particularly those Star Wars yes. ones, are so valuable just as the figures themselves, even apart from the sets they came with. My wife has, a, a, you know, my wife is, I love my wife with all my heart and soul. And she's a weird bird. That's why we're perfect together. You know, my wife hates Christmas, loves Halloween. As I mentioned earlier tonight to Frank Summerall, my wife is going after her masters in the Star Wars and Marvel Universe simultaneously. She's a double major. I swear she has watched every Marvel movie uh, in the order of their release. Then she'd watch them. She'd watch them again in chronological order, starting with Captain America, who was the first Avenger back in the 1940s. I mean, she's got it going on. And the same thing with Star Wars. She's got so many little Star Wars Lego figures. My wife even has a Prince Lego figure. Yeah, it's cool. And Lego of being a, the perfect toy, I think, because it is imagination unleashed, I swear. They have decided that they want to make Legos that are inclusive, that are 
representative of youngsters with physical I, I, I want I don't even want to use the word disabilities physical challenges because I think disability is is a, a word we're trying to get past being woke and all I'll say woke and I'm, I'll wear woke like a badge of honor Lego has a little action figure now that's missing a limb Lego is introducing an action figure that is has Down syndrome you can tell by the expression on the little Lego face so imagine if you're a kid playing with Legos and you've got something that represents who you are that you're also included in the Lego universe. And and Fox decides to make that a bad thing, or to at least label it a bad thing. Lego goes woke. And Harris Faulkner was on today, and she was on with this comedian, their resident Fox News radio host, Jimmy, I guess it's Fiala or Fala. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. And he's an accomplished comedian. He's got a TV show. He's got a national radio show on Fox. He's got a book he's written. I'm not knocking him his comedy chops. I'm sure he's incredibly talented. But when these guys come out and attack Lego for going woke, for being inclusive, for making kids who aren't like the normal cookie-cutter kids feel like they're part of it, too, and they can play along and they are represented, I don't see how that can be portrayed as a bad thing. That just makes me so frustrated and so uh, – I just get furious. This is truly baffling because a lot of the criticism from the right side of the aisle regarding – different things about diversity and inclusion is that sometimes there are things that might quote unquote make kids feel bad about themselves. What this does is it makes all kids feel included in a very popular medium that they play with and appreciate. And I don't see how it's, it's, it's not pie. There's not less for you. If you're a fully abled person and there is a disabled representation in a Lego minifigure, all it is saying is it's saying, you know what? This is for everybody. This is for a diverse range of people that deal with a diverse range of problems. Kids are going to encounter that in the real world, in their friends, in their family. And there is nothing wrong with seeing it represented in dolls, in toys of any kind. And two, let's take another uh, conservative argument, the free market. Well, if the free market didn't want this and Lego didn't feel that people would buy it and appreciate it, they wouldn't produce it. Also, if you have a problem with it, which I think is kind of weird, but if you do, you don't have to buy it. It's not being forced down their throat? It's not mandatory? What? What? No, as much as I would love to make buying (laughs) Lego mandatory for all people to give them the experience, it is sadly not. And, you know, and and to... to Fox's credit, Harris, Harris Faulkner's on the show today, and she's talking about this, and she's talking about, you know, uh, Lego including a, a action figure, a little, little Lego figure with anxiety issues, and she's like, how do you, how do you show that? How do you express that? You know, um, and she says, these are important issues. Do you want Lego in there? And, and uh, to Matt's point, of course you want Lego in there. Of course you want Barbie in there. You want every toy to be uh, to be available and make every kid in America feel like they're included in the party as well. You know, American Girl dolls are a, a, a national franchise that are decades. You know, it, they're historical dolls. The American Girl dolls. Uh, they've they've got a histor- It's a, it's a high end, pricey doll collection that um, have corresponding books and stories and films, and they represent girls from American history. There's a doll from the Revolutionary War era, a doll from the from the Civil War era. There's a doll from the Depression era. I mean, they through World War II, they have all these historical dolls. And then they have different dolls that represent different 
ethnicities of the American experience. They've got Hispanic heritage dolls. They've got Native American dolls. They've got Asian American dolls. They've got the My American Girl, My Girl, or My American Doll, where you can have a doll that looks just like your kid. So your kid can have a doll that looks exactly like her. And American girls are including uh, children with physical challenges and physical disabilities or missing limbs. And, and the, because we want kids to be included, we want kids to feel like no matter who they are, they're part of the play set, they're part of America too. And to label it as woke and, and you know, bowing to the, the liberal left woke pressure. You know, Harrison Faulkner says, do we want Lego? Getting involved in this? And this comedian, and again, Jimmy Fallon, I don't know who you are. You know, he's like, definitely not. It's what's so fascinating about the story is the divide in this country. Republicans think it's insane that they're forcing identity politics into Lego. They're not forcing anything into Lego. It's not identity politics. It's inclusion. There's no politics involved. Until like I this said, guy from Fox put school it there. Seriously. And meet children with all of these challenges in their life. Is that forcing, you know, identity education into your classroom? They've got, they've got kids of other colors in your classroom. They're forcing identity education into your classroom. That's how asinine this is. Gee, other people are different than me. How will I cope? It's, it's that sense oh, of fuck. victimhood, you know, and it's and, and he said, I love this. Democrats are upset they didn't make a drag queen stripper. Well, I got news for you, Jimmy Falla. Every Lego character has got potential to be a drag queen. <laughs> you snap the little hair off and put a little female wig hair on that. Boom. Your Lego figures a drag queen now. It's imagination. There are actually uh, AFOL groups that stands for adult fan of Lego. The minifigure derivations can become very creative, let's just say. <laughs> As well they should. And and listen, I, I, I'm I'm making a commitment this year to be more even handed, open minded. I mean I mean that. I'm making the reverse commitment. I'm gonna be more <laughs> of a stubborn ass. You're you're tired of the idiocy? Exactly. Uh, and I've I don't fault you that at all. I commend your commitment to common sense. Uh, but uncommon I do, wisdom. Uncommon I hear you. But I do want to say this. I want to give credit where credit is due. Okay, because it, while, while Fox has a segment on how woke Lego is going and, how, and the faux outrage involved, you know, I've heard tons of media currently criticizing President Biden for not visiting the train derailment site in East Palestine, Ohio, right? And they're literally saying, how can – and President Biden made a trip to Ukraine and to Poland, to rally international support for uh, for Ukraine and for NATO in the face of this Russian aggression toward a sovereign neighbor. We're at the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion and their war with Ukraine, a war that has, you know, shocked and surprised and mystified the world because of Ukraine's ability to stand up to what was once an international military power in Russia. They don't seem to be that anymore. They seem to be kind of, you know, I don't know, not not as billed. But but here's the thing. As as the media has been criticizing President Biden for not visiting East Palestine, Ohio, you know, he doesn't care about it because it's a red state. I've seen so much idiocy from conservative media outlets. Well, to be fair to Joe Biden, it's not like he has water to promote. Oh, don't even don't. We're not even going to go there. I know we should. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, okay, we'll talk about that just for a second. But but I want to give credit where credit is due. Today on Fox News, it was both Brett Baer and Britt Hume calling out the hypocrisy 
of conservative media for going after President Biden for not visiting East Palestine, Ohio. It was pointed out by Britt Hume that during numerous uh, rail derailments, some involving fatalities, members of the Trump administration didn't visit those sites. Elaine Chow, transportation secretary, didn't visit those sites. You know, so let's let's just I appreciate when Fox News steps up and says, wait a minute, that's hypocrisy. It's not a fair. It's not balanced. Here's the reality of the situation. Because people like Hume and others, they may be conservatives, but they're honest arbiters. They realize that certain things just need to be said, and they have the integrity to say it, even if their personal politics differ from that of Joe Biden, which is admirable. We need more of that. Absolutely. Says there's a political moment, and there's a lot of criticism of the transportation secretary, uh, Brett Baer said. Political point out the secretary Buttigieg will visit there this week. And that members of the Trump administration did not visit numerous sites of train derailments, even when there were fatalities involved. And, and Brett Hume said it's, it's political theater to, to attack President Biden for this, for going to Ukraine, whereas Ukraine is an, is an issue of national security. NATO is, a, NATO is a national security issue. A united NATO against an international aggressor is a national security issue. That's where the president's supposed to be. And another thing, for I'll give Fox even more credit. We talked a little bit this morning, we haven't mentioned it here at night, about the national divorce. That Marjorie Trailer Park Green on on President's Day. Please, let's not do this. I can't afford alimony. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green comes out and says, we need a national divorce, dividing the red states from the blue states. So we need to separate red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. So she would like to lose what is it, the third largest economy in the world in California? She'd like to lose that and thinks that's a viable economic proposition? Oh, boy. Well, we're not even going to get into the financial impracticalities of her, her uh, I don't even know what to call this, her statement calling for a national divorce. You know, we need to separate the red and blue states. Everyone I talk to says this from the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats treasonous America last policies. We are done. But I want to give credit where credit is due because Fox is Laura Ingram, not always the beacon of balanced and, you know, honest journalism. She was part of the whole email last week about uh, how Fox knew the election, big big lie, election steal of 2020, stop the steal, how it was all BS. And yet her show, night after night after night, attacked these voting machine companies and you know, spread this misinformation night after night after night when we now have internal emails and texts saying they knew it wasn't true. So Laura Ingram's got her own issues, but she called out Marjorie Taylor Greene today. She said, we don't need a national divorce. She said, you know, she wants to have what she's called a no state left behind policy. This is Laura Ingram. She says, OK, well, first off, there's a law prohibiting American citizens who've not committed a crime from voting would probably not withstand legal legal scrutiny. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene said, you know, hey, people who move to red states from blue states, maybe they shouldn't be allowed to vote for five years. I'm no lawyer, but that sounds unconstitutional. Completely. And, and Laura Ingram called her out today. Say that's that's, you know, first off, it wouldn't withstand legal scrutiny. She's right. You know, how would a national divorce be good for conservatism? Why now would we want to embrace the states that gave us Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton and give up the states that gave us Reagan and Trump? 
I mean, she's still making her side of the arguments or side of the aisle's arguments. I get it. And if her side of the aisle's argument is that we're not winning enough elections, there's only two ways to do that. One of which is very bad. It's the let's let fewer people vote. That's the bad one. Right. The more positive way would be to say, hey, you know, a lot of our positions, maybe not enough people agree with. Maybe if we adjusted a few of those while still putting together a fiscally responsible platform or whatever, law and order, maybe we could get some voters back. It's the free market. Elections and voting are a free market forum where you can present your product. And a lot of people right now don't like the product of the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, and I'm, I was just really glad to see that. You know, I, I, even when I mean, yesterday it was only Mitt Romney and I think the governor of Utah who came out to push back against the comments from Marjorie Taylor Greene over the weekend about a national divorce. It's nice to see other members of the conservative movement, not just political. I'd like to see more members of the Republican Party. Spencer Cox, the governor of Utah, is a very admirable, true conservative. If yeah. you want to look like what the future of a sane and rational GOP would be, Spencer Cox is a prime example. The problem that a lot of conservatives have with them is that he's a little too tolerant of trans people. You know... This this is where this this is where they need to go if they want to maintain or win more elections in the future is to not be the party of MTG. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. A thousand, a thousand, thousand percent. It's just nice to see when people are calling out the lunacy that tends to be the loudest voice in the room and calling it out for what it is—a bad idea. You know, not tethered to reality. And I said we'd mention this, but briefly, President Trump visited Ohio today. And in pure President Trump fashion, he brought pallets of Trump water to give to the good people of East Palestine, Ohio. Trump water. And he couldn't even stop at that. He said, you know, oh God, I hope I get this quote right. It was just so bad. Um, we brought Trump water, but we brought other kinds of water as well, inferior water. So you, want, you really want to get the Trump water. Ugh. You want to get those Trump bottles? Oh, really? Oh, dude. Oh. And they see people posting afterward. Well, at least he brought water. Joe Biden's in, is in Poland. A lot of people have brought water to East Palestine, Ohio. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the former president went to Ohio to show support for that community. They love him. He won 70% of the vote in that community during the 2020 election. I'm, I'm glad that he's there. I just wish he'd gone there and just said, we're here for you. We support you. You know, the, the government, your federal government will do everything it can for you, even when it's not Trump's gig. Because President Biden has says, you tell us what you need, we'll do it. It's Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill. I'm with Matt Butler. And giving credit where credit is due. Good on you, Fox News. Good on you today. But let's, uh, let's, let's, let's not bag on Legos for being inclusive, okay? We'll be right back after these.
So uh, that was a fun little conversation. I enjoyed it. I appreciate the feedback from our text line. You know, Matt and I, uh, I think we share a lot of points of view, Matt and I. I hope I'm not speaking for you out of line here, Matt. Oh, not at all. Um, While we get along so well, you recognize how often I'm right. (laughs) I do. My old man told me, you get two ears and and one mouth for a reason. Try to listen more than you talk. And it's something I've tried. Kind of a hard hard way to do this job, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... But yeah, to a point. To a point. To a point. But you and I, I, I like the, I like our points of view that we share, and I like that folks have opposing points of view. And uh, when we first started doing this show together back in uh, July, August of last last summer, August, yes, yeah, the, some of the folks that uh, would text in didn't see things the way we saw things, and I can respect that. And oftentimes, folks would be rather. I don't know, callous, terse, rude, vulgar, dismissive. We don't get that anymore. We get people with opposing points of view, and they express those points of view, and we try to read them, listen to them, and that's, I think that's the way it always should be. You know, if if you hear things that you don't agree with, okay. I'm not asking you to change your way of life. You know, I'm not asking you to... To, to listen to me and adopt my way of life. I don't want that. We, that's not who we are as a nation. We're a big old coast to coast, sea to shining sea, border to border, 50 different states, lots of different people. Some in drag, some without one arm, some with Down syndrome. Some addicted to collecting Lego. So, and those are just, we should embrace those with a Lego addiction, like my good friend Matt. Hey, man, I, I've got, you know, as we've been going through our home, I mentioned that we're trying to declutter this year. I had two New Year's resolutions this year. I'm still working diligently on both of them, and it's late February, and I'm still working on my New Year's resolutions, one of which is to be more open-minded, hear opposing views respectfully, disagree often respectfully, and not be dismissive or diminish those I disagree with. I've got family and friends that I love that I completely disagree with on numerous, numerous issues. I've got friends who I respect and would help them move and help them move bodies. And, you know, I see some of the stuff that, that my friends post on social media, and I couldn't disagree with it more. But I'll still be there with my truck, a bag of lime, a tarp, and a shovel. They'll never find the body, and you and I will get it done together. That's America. But what, the other thing I'm trying to do is declutter. And I look around at my house, and the stuff that we've gone through in the last few months— you know, Melissa, my wife, and I have had to say uh, goodbye to a bunch of stuff that I spent a lot of time collecting, gathering up. You know, I've, I've got, I mentioned I've got Beanie Babies. Matt, you've at least got Legos. There's no shame in collecting Legos. Oh, and I forgot to mention, if any conservatives out there would like to boycott Lego and unload their collection at a reasonable price, 888-973-5476. There you go. Good. <laughs> you know what? That That's a service. Look at you. Reaching out across the aisle. Absolutely. If you're a conservative red state American who's just saddened that Lego's gone woke to include the, the disabled or physically challenged or even with Down syndrome. I am glad to do my part yep. to relieve your burden. Matt will take that collector set off your hands. At a fair price. <laughs> That's my patriotism at work. Amen. Ain't that America? My wife Something sent to see. my wife sent me a uh, a little message, a little text the other day. 
she saw one of the Beanie Babies. That I've, and I mentioned that I collected Beanie Babies. And I, and I did that not because it was cool to be a biker on Saturday morning hanging out at the uh, Hallmark store as the new Beanie Babies were being released in the 90s, as I often was. I'd show up on my Harley at 7.30, 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, me and a bunch of very nice silver-haired ladies waiting for the release of those, those uh, limited edition Beanie Babies that were coming out. And I'd get them for my kid, for my daughter. You know, that was, that was what I would bring her when I would travel for, for work. My job's given the opportunity to travel all across the world for this job. And I would go to, I've been on five different continents for this job. I've been in numerous states for this job. I go to conventions, go to events like the Grammys or the Oscars or movie junkets down in California and coming back for my kid, daddy, what'd you bring me? Here's a new beanie baby for you. Oh, he sent me a picture one yesterday. It's got a price tag of $30,000 on it for this beanie baby. I've got it at home. I know it is. I've put my hands on it in the last two months. I've got about 500 beanie babies at home. I've got about 20 of them that are really worth some money. And, and again, I, kn- I know that you have to find a buyer. Something's only worth what you can get for it. You know, we, Matt, see, what's the most valuable Lego set you've ever seen? For sale on the aftermarket. Oh, goodness. I would probably say if you have one of the original 9-volt battery-powered monorails, they had a space version, they had an airport version, I think a second space version. But anyway, if you have any of those trains in working condition with the track intact and all, and especially if you've got it in box, that can get into the thousands. Seriously. Absolutely. It's it's it, like they're, they're, they're crazy prices on eBay and you're having them shipped around the world. Like because some guy in who knows where, you know, Norway has yeah, one yeah. in his basement. Like they are very, very collectible. The original trains and monorails. You know, some of the beanies I've got at home. Um, I've got the Princess Di. You know, the purple with the white rose in mint condition with the tag intact. I've checked the uh, little, uh, not just the paper tag on the ear, which is in perfect condition, but the little white tag on the butt with the little you know hologram on it. And it's exactly what I see for sale right now on social media for $20,000 for a Beanie Baby. My wife sent me a little shot of the, the end, which was the uh, kind of the New Year celebration for, 20, for 2000, when the 1999, when, when Y2K happened. The folks at uh, Ty who make the Beanie Babies put out a The End Bear. I've got that one at home, too. I've got the Republican Red, White, and Blue Stars and Stripes Elephant and the Stars and Stripes Red, White, and Blue Donkey. Got both of them. Together, that set's worth about ten k. You know, I, I used to joke that I would pay for my kids' college with these Beanie Babies. And then everybody laughed at me because as they fell out of favor. But now I've got these things at home. But that, you know, that's... That's the good news is that I've got these things at home and I may have a buyer for some of them. If anybody wants to uh, figure out how to help me sell these, again, Matt, like Matt said, 888-973-5476. You know, I mentioned Dr. Laurie, the, uh, the antiquities professor. I'm going to reach out to Dr. Laurie about coming on. I think it'd be a fun night here at Cairo Nights to have Dr. Laurie come on our show. And what Dr. Laurie does, first off, she's a professor of, I think it's antiquities. She's an appraiser. She's one of those folks that can tell you exactly what you have and what it's worth, right? And, and she's able to she, – she's, she does a, a YouTube show now, a, ch- a channel that she does. She has classes where she teaches folks 
what things are worth on the aftermarket, some of the collectibles in your life. She's like an Antiques Roadshow type of expert that they have on to appraise appraise your goods, your collectibles, your knickknacks, your paddywax, your Lego sets, your beanie babies. I think it'd be fun to have Dr. Lori come on if she'd be so willing. She's a very, very sweet person and whip smart about this kind of thing. And maybe give the audience a chance to uh, to text in or call in. Text us pictures and descriptions of their stuff. Maybe have Dr. Lori uh, do some appraisals for us. Let's, we're going to look into that, too. I think it's a good idea. That Lego story really got me inspired. Because I, I'm so proud of Lego for being inclusive of people with differences. And making sure they were part of the Lego universe. I mentioned uh, uh, the American Girl dolls who've had the same revelation. The folks at Barbie who did the same thing. You know, and folks who are are troubled by that, threatened by that. You know, threatened that Lego should be inclusive. That we're pushing some woke agenda, you know. Boy, I feel so bad for those folks who are so fragile in their their, uh, identity that they worry about... Their world being rocked because the Lego has one arm. And I still love the fact that that comedian thinks there's no drag queen Legos. Every Lego's a drag queen in waiting. When we come back, we'll read some of your texts tonight. They've been wonderful, as always. It's Coward Nights with Spike O'Neill and Matt Butler. We'll be right back. Brian Ferry or Roxy? Who's this? This is Roxy Music. Roxy Music, okay. Off, uh, which, Avalon, yeah, 1982. Nice. Nicely done. Had a fun time tonight with you guys. Uh, I want to thank Frank Summerl for coming on, Lisa Brooks for sitting in. We're talking movie uh, sequels. Why Hollywood just goes to sequels? And why they don't come up with more original ideas? And I think it's pretty safe to say that Hollywood likes to a safe bet. We're talking about investments of huge amounts of money. And, you know, it's tough to make a everything everywhere all at once and take such a bold chance with that much money. So they're going to make Indiana Jones 12, you know, the hospice of doom or whatever sequel they're going to put together. I want to thank Craig Gass for coming on the show tonight. And uh, Matt, bear with me. I'm going to try playing this from in here. It might not go well, but we'll see how. Give me just let me try this. enough OJ coverage in our lives. Me, you, nobody cares anymore. And no- anyway, that's, that's Craig Gass. <laughs> uh, Craig Gass is a, a brilliant comedian, a uh, TV movie star. Uh, a, a little trivia. Uh, Craig Gass was on Sex in the City, but uh, most of his best scenes, he couldn't see his face because he was, he was in an intimate scene with uh, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. 
And Cynthia Nixon, of course, um, lovely woman, married to a lovely woman. So yeah, the, her her love scene with Craig Gass might have been some of the best acting of her career. Because, you know, you know what I'm saying. Any hoof. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we had Frank on tonight uh, talking about movie sequels. Let me go back to some of the great ideas you guys had and what movie sequels you'd like to see made. Field of Dreams 2, Show Me the Money. Great idea there. Uh, <laughs> talk a bit about basketball and the NBA and why the All-Star game was such a flop. Frank says, you know, the season's too long. It's a, it's a season of attrition. The championship shouldn't be won by whoever can stay the healthiest. That's kind of the way it is in a lot of sports. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene came up with her, you know, American National Divorce Plan. And uh, uh, Greg in Las Vegas said, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene seems to think that the House of Representatives is a frat house. And I couldn't agree with you more. A texter pointed out that Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks that when America's speaking to her through her Twitter, she doesn't realize it's like 1% of America and the 1% that agrees with her. She tends to think that it's that's how all America feels. And it's just not the case. A text wanted me to ask Craig Gast, does Craig know that Gene Simmons lives in Washington? Is that true? I don't know. That I don't know. I'll have to look into that. A texture says, Spike, you're like a blooming onion at, uh, at Outback Steakhouse, unfolding daily. Oh, isn't that sweet? And if you don't enjoy me in the first 20 minutes, I really do lose my, my zip. Just like a blooming onion. I think that's safe to say. Oh, thank you, Matt, for the boss skags tonight. Nice done there, my friend. So apparently, uh, Gene and Shannon Simmons did buy a place, a ranch in Washington State. Right, right on. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know that Craig, Craig might have known that. I didn't know that. Thank you, Texter. Thanks for pointing that out. We talked about Legos being woke in the free market, and Matt's point of view about the free market was well received by the audience. Uh, you know, if you don't like it, don't buy it. No one's forcing their life down your throat, and you should return the favor and not force your point of view down theirs. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and a lot of people have, hey, I've got that, that, that Lego set that guy sent you a picture of. A lot of folks have valuables. They'd like to know the value of collectibles. We're going to work toward getting Dr. Lori to come on and give us some, uh, some idea what your stuff might be worth. Who knows? You could be sitting on a gold mine. Not like the one they found over in Republic, but, you know, something worth something, something. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for your time tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> I will be tomorrow from noon to 3, along with Jack Stein at Cairo Middays. I get to work a double tomorrow again, Matt. I love this job. I can't believe I get to do this again. Um, and it's fun to banter with Jack about the events of the day. I tell you, though, it's more fun. Jack buys guitars like I buy Legos. Yeah, ser- yeah seriously. No, seriously. Talk about addictions. Woof. Uh, thanks for being part of the show tonight, folks. We'll see you again tomorrow night. <laughs>